0: To in discussion today. My guests today are Wayne Harris, Chairman of the County Commissioners of the Okaloosa County on Florida's west coast, who voted unanimously recently to give their emergency management team the power to take whatever action it deems necessary to prevent oil from the Deepwater Horizon spill from entering Choctahatche Bay through the East Pass. Dr. Seth Foreman, board-certified dermatologist from Tampa, Florida, also joins the program to talk to the health risks raised by the chemicals used so far in the Gulf oil crisis. And I'm also pleased to be joined by Pat O'Brien, investigative journalist reporter, also from Florida. Gentlemen, good afternoon to you.
1: Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon. Thank you. Good may, to be with you, David.
0: Thank you, Pat. Uh, may I start uh, with yourself, please, Commissioner Harris? Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, for our listeners, would you be kind enough to give us a picture of your coastline, um, the makeup of the coastline, the beauty of the coastline, and what it is that you need to protect there?
1: Sure. Uh, most importantly, we have to protect the uh, Choctawatchee Bay, which which is actually the uh, Breeding ground for a lot of the fish that are in the Gulf of Mexico right off the uh, southern coast of Okaloosa county and as far as Walton and all the other places in the Gulf uh, they are the spawning and and breeding and uh, kind of the growing place the bay is for all that plus it's the it's considered uh, one of the uh, major transportation uh, the East passes uh, entries into the Gulf and into the bay for a three three or four-county area all the way from Santa Rosa County to Bay County at Panama City. Uh, it also has a lot of estuaries, bayous, and uh, outflows and, and inflows of fresh and salt water to that area. It's ecologically probably the most pristine area that that is in probably northwest Florida, if not all of Florida
0: are you getting impacted by the oil at the moment or are you awaiting its presence at this stage
1: yeah and and I'm not playing on words here but it's ebbing, ebbing and flowing if you will depending on the tide the weather and the winds and things like that we had a uh, an onslaught or an assault last wednesday thursday and friday uh we were able to we were able to stop it coming into our bay uh, at at the east pass and we were able to clean up uh, a lot of the uh, tar balls and some of the stuff that was on the, on our beaches on Okaloosa Island in Destin.
0: Now, is the economy in your community very much based upon the the ocean, based upon that well, that business? Well, in that
1: particular area, absolutely. Uh, a third of our economy is tourism. Uh, the other two thirds is Eglin Air Force Base and in and, and some industries related to Eglin Air Force Base, which is the largest air force base in the free world.
0: Now, for our listeners, and especially those in Europe, could you tell me how people are feeling in your community, and indeed in communities all the way down that coastline? Uh, what is the level of fear at this stage as to the longer-term ramifications of this oil?
1: Well, thank you. That's a good, great question. I'll tell you, I can't speak for the other folks or the other counties, but I suspect that the... The feelings are pretty much the same. Well, you know, if you've not been to this area, and I hopefully have, some people have, we have some of the whitest sugar sand beaches in, in the world. In fact, they've been known for many, many years uh, it, around the world uh, of the sugar white beaches. It's very soft sand, uh, and it's it's just absolutely gorgeous on with emerald water, emerald green waters that is just a sight to behold. Well, a lot of people's lives depend on uh, in our community, on those beaches in the Gulf and the Bay, and 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 I'm not talking about just resorts. I'm talking about fishermen, commercial fishermen, boat captains, um, restaurants, retail. Just you, you, I could go on and on and on with the list. And right now, the tourism industry is down probably 50 percent, which is significant. That's hundreds of millions of dollars. This is high season for us with respect to tourism, and and we're down 50 to. 70% over last year at this time and and you know we had hurricanes and stuff and it's just uh, it's just it's not been as bad and it's not so much that we've been assaulted on the beach because basically our beaches right now are fairly clean the problem is is that you know the the world reacts based on what the newsprint says and what the media says and and now people are scared in fact i had my sister-in-law call me and said i was going to be down there in july but you guys got stuff all over your beaches and i had to I had to squash that real quick and let people know that we're still open for business. In fact, this Sunday, uh, we have, uh, uh, for those of you that are older than than some, we have the Doobie Brothers coming in and Kenny Loggins coming in for a free concert on the beach uh, this Sunday. And then after that, in a a month or so, we'll have another free concert
0: on the beach. Sorry to interrupt, but I was going to ask you, what is the anticipation here? what are you what are you expecting over the couple the next couple of weeks given that there seems to be no sign of control of this oil spill by either bp or any other agency and possibly this is not exactly our finest hour no. in controlling this what are, are you anticipating as the worst scenario
1: The worst scenario would be that uh, the government, the federal government, and BP doesn't come through. All of this, all of the things and all the protections we have, unfortunately, is predicated on on the dollars that we have to have. We have a small reserve that would last us a month or so because we're a conservative county, and we have a small reserve, but that money is reserved for emergency situations like hurricanes. Usually we set aside certain monies for the devastation that hurricanes cause. We'll eat that up right now. The estimation is somewhere between three and five million dollars a month, just for all the different uh, things that we have to do to protect our bay and our coastline. And the
0: the level of help from the federal government at this stage, how would you define that?
1: Well, up till the time that we gave the ultimatum and shot a, a... made a shot across the bow it was pathetic i mean it was no federal government involvement or or if there was involvement it was getting in the way plus they weren't talking to each other but once we once we made that shot across the bow it's amazing how quickly i guess it's the old adage squeaky wheel gets the grease and but now our biggest problem now is we can't get a response back from anybody in BP we we've got a local community service person from BP but that person can't make any decisions we need somebody that's willing to say yes your plan is great and it's a three, three it's a five phase or five tiered uh, redundancy plan that we've had all all along that was the best thing we've ever seen does,
0: but does we can't there, get
1: BP to to answer us with anything
0: does there appear to be any sort of formidable control center uh, set up in that whole region by the government and by well, the BP? There,
1: there was supposed to be a unified command. There is a unified command, but uh, I, I'm not sure that all the different government agencies are, are you know, they, they, they're talking to us, but I'm not sure they're talking to each other like they're supposed to, and I can tell you for a fact BP is not talking to us at Without, without any doubt or without any hesitation, I'll tell you that.
0: So the frustration then obviously led you down to this path to take independent action. Uh, what has that accomplished in the short term, and are there going to be any implications uh, for you um, in taking this action?
1: No, I, I, I don't suspect there'll be any long-term uh, problems. I, I do tell you that in the short term, uh, everybody responded. Uh, you know, on, on, and we weren't sure it was going to happen. It was not our intent to do it that way, but if they did respond. Florida the, the Secretary of Souls, Mike Souls, uh, responded that night and that Monday night, a, a week ago from yesterday. Uh, they He responded that night with a call to our public safety director, and then two days later, we got a response from the Unified Command that basically relented and said, "We'll help it. and, and give us all our permits." Corps of Engineers, the Coast Guard, the state, everybody gave us their permits almost immediately after we, after we made our ultimatum. And there's, cl-
0: and, there, there's clearly a lot of bureaucracy as there is in, in anything like this. Are the general public, are people in your community willing now to roll their sleeves up and actually start cleaning these beaches or will they be prevented from doing that by the, uh, the authorities?
1: No, in fact they've already started that process. In fact, We've got people that have come in here from around the United States just to help us. Even people from Louisiana and Mississippi have come over here because they they find our beaches almost a second home to them, so they come over and help. And no, that we our people are the kind of people. The county, this county especially, is the kind of people that will take action on their own. They they hold their own self responsible. Not not wait for federal government to fly in here and help us out.
0: Now, uh, turning to you, uh, Dr. Seth Foreman, and thank you also for being on the program today. Thank you. Um, We have some concerns, I think, about the chemicals being used in this region. Um, I know that many have talked about this, the corexit is clearly a problem. Um, what are you anticipating as far as the health hazards in in the long term and what are you anticipating in actual fact if people do uh, take up arms as it were in in dealing with this themselves what are the the possibilities what are the risks?
2: Well I I think we need to break down exactly what you know correct it is it's a dispersant something that's being sort of showered onto the oil spill in order to sort of disperse the oil and hopefully the dispersant as well as the oil will sort of get um, dissipated into the water and go where it goes, we don't really know. It's 2 butoxyethanol, and it's supposed to be um, essentially very hazardous. And it was actually used in the 1989 Exxon Valdez oil spill. And we do know that some of the cleanup workers in the Exxon Valdez, you know, this is, these are people off of the coast of Alaska, did have, you know, severe liver, kidney, as well as some... Uh, you know, CNS, which is the nervous system, um, toxicities. So I am concerned about, although I do have to say this, I want to say that I have not had any patients that have had any either skin irritation or any other systemic symptoms, sort of like the same way with Commissioner Harris, isn't having any issues on his beachfront, um, which is great. And I feel the same way about the people I'm seeing here in Tampa, Florida. But I am concerned about potential long-term. We don't know where this will go in the food chain. And what happens when you know small fish are eaten by bigger fish, and then we eat those fish? We don't know exactly what what the long term outcome might be.
0: Uh, for you, Commissioner um, Harris, are, are there real concerns now that if this oil cannot be capped off, that it is going to really destroy the fishing industry in that whole Gulf area?
1: Absolutely. In fact, the fear is not just if it can't get capped off. Even even the with the dispersants you're talking about and the, and the subsurface waters, that it, it will it will devastate not only the fish but the plant life that the fish feed on for decades to come, and, and that's been, that's a significant fear. I mean, a serious fear for the folks in our area.
0: And of course, this would be a, a question for both yourself, uh, Commissioner Harris, as well as you, Dr. Foreman, if indeed we see a unusual hurricane system. Uh, coming through this year and they're saying that it's going to be worse than many years. Uh, for you Dr. Foreman, what implication does that have on spreading the chorexic uh, chemicals um, airborne? Uh, what are the possibilities there that we uh, and the listeners should be looking out for?
2: Well I'd be very concerned if you're exposed say to um, to, to, to poor weather or to hurricane weather or any type of rain or uh, weather system where you notice you're getting irritation beyond the the normal response to having rain, I would report yourself to your local dermatologist or a walk-in clinic, especially if you're having a host of systemic side effects. And when I mean systemic side effects or symptoms, I'm talking about nausea, vomiting, difficulty breathing, difficulty urinating, things like this. Let them know, especially people um, in the area near this spill, where they're getting a, a lot of exposure to correct it, let them know, and hopefully they should be aware. And I'm hoping that other physicians are becoming more aware of the potential side effects of exposure.
0: It, uh, is, is there any action plan in place, Commissioner, to put a provision for the worst scenario that possibly there may have to be evacuations? Has that been considered, or is that too far-fetched at this stage?
1: I don't want to say it's too far fetched anything could happen with with the the devastation of this well uh and, and uh let's be clear that i I believe and this is purely my perspective and probably will be felt by many others that the de, sev- de- dev- devastation from this oil well will be far greater than any any hurricane hurricanes are naturally occurring and and we can rebuild we can plant new trees we can fix houses we can we can take care of this this is something that's insipid and and will Will creep and stay on us for decades to come, and no, unfortunately, you know that that point has not come to us yet. We were blessed over the last sixty odd days, other than up till last week, I think fifty seventh day, with having the time to plan out what we wanted to do. In fact, we started planning the third day after the event, and with community involvement, got a good plan together. But we've had been we have been blessed with the fact that we've been able to plan and kind of been the bridesmaid in
0: this. this issue. What is the activity now in Florida at state level uh, with individuals like Senator Nelson? Are are they uh, being as active as they could be to protect Florida or or is there a conflict between the state and the the federal government? How is that playing out?
1: I I can't speak to whether there's a conflict between state and federal. I, I will tell you that Senator Nelson um, was here yesterday for a little while uh, talking about what he's going to try to do, help us do, and that is get the money and then address some other issues of, uh, that we had asked questions about the, the Jones Act and a few other things. Uh, obviously, he's against that. Uh, we are not. Uh, but um, and Senator Atwater from the state was in this morning, and uh, we gave him, we voiced to him the same complaints that there's no money coming. And I, I guess the point that t- to use the movie from Use the terms from the movie as I gave to both of them. Is show me the money. We, you know, we're 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 dying out here on the vine without the money. I mean, we've got the plan. We've got everything in place, ready to go. We haven't secured. We've got contracts. We can't. We're kind of fearful to sign them until we know. At least give us some word that you're going to agree to it. But worst case scenario, and, and again, we're blessed because it's off. It's off our coast. Not way. It's far off our coast. If it happens and we start getting it, we're going to shut it down and we're going to do what we've got to do here.
0: Do you think that there is going to be a complete rebirth here, Commissioner, with this country? Do you think that this has proved finally that the corporate mansion, as it were, and referencing that to BP just does not work as a model anymore? Do you think that people really are going to stand up now? And start to seriously question events like this, as as we look back and question Katrina. Do you think that that's, uh, that consciousness at a greater level will will begin to occur in this country?
1: I certainly hope so. Uh, I think this, this whole country, and whether you're Democrat or Republican, you need to realize that the, the, the bureaucracy and either big big business or a big government, especially, is, is 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 stifling and killing this country than anything else could happen in this country.
0: And Dr. Foreman, um, uh, what are you doing actively to um, oversee this? Are you going to be traveling to any of these areas or becoming more involved to anticipate uh, the, the various scenarios that could occur?
2: Well, I have not yet traveled to any of these areas, but I am willing to. I'm willing to participate. I'm willing to lead uh, other physicians as well as other representatives in, in, ex- in either examining and treating these these patients. I mean, the the most important thing I would say to anybody who's been exposed. If any of your listeners is to is to, to wash yourself really well and observe for any signs or symptoms that you may have if you think you've been exposed.
0: Uh, Commissioner, but I, but the last question before I um, bring in uh, Pat O'Brien. Uh, do you anticipate, uh, given on the the current? status and progress. Do you anticipate a lot of movement from the federal government or do you think that it's still going to be a roadblock?
1: I think it's still going to be a roadblock.
0: And is that because of the uh, complication uh, between the federal government and BP and foreign relations? Uh, why does why does this occur? Why do we not see a uh, combined effort to, to you know put tools put tools down and really everybody just rush this to this disaster and take care of it what is it in your mind that is stopping stopping that
1: lack of leadership
0: that is a good answer (laughs) and bringing in Pat O'Brien how are you today sir
3: I'm doing well David
0: Pat, not uh, really it's, well, Not thank really you. Well,
3: given what we know today, thank you um, for co-
0: thank you for appearing today, uh, Pat. Uh, you've obviously listened to these two gentlemen. You have been following this now for some uh, fifty to sixty days. I know. Uh, what is your feeling over there in in your neck of the woods? How are people feeling about this situation now?
3: Extremely concerned. Uh, I think that the. Commissioner's view and the way his people are looking at it is exactly the same as the rest of the state. Um, and again, there there is a connection, a, a deep connection uh, to why this is happening and why it isn't getting solved. Um, we're a little newsroom of two and a half people, um, but we've been able to uncover things that uh, are now getting reported in the mainstream news. Um, On day 62, at two full months, we've been looking at the story. and uh, One of the biggest news items that happened today is a uh, federal judge out of New Orleans, Martin Feldman, went against the Obama administration and reversed the decision to shut down the deep oil wells, saying that they permitted 29 sites uh, to be able to do deep water drilling that those sites had been inspected just prior to the BP spill and if there should have been um, any uh, uh, problems uh, they should have uncovered it, meaning they the federal government. The Obama administration today uh, has uh, tried to make the lead story of General Stanley McChrystal of uh, the guy that's running the war in Afghanistan he is uh, uh, reported doing a Rolling Stones magazine article that he came out against the Obama administration, uh, and he has been called back to Washington. So Obama is using that as um, no mention of the uh, of the oil spill out of the White House. The second story that's coming out of the White House is uh, they did a meeting with one of the. Uh, poor people whose daughter, 12-year-old daughter, is suffering um, from a rare disease. And they were talking about Obamacare today and how it's going to help. It's almost like he's a candidate again.
0: let again, me come, no let me, mention of the oil. Let me just come in there, if I may do, sir, and just to ask you, um, Commissioner Harris, uh, what would the reaction be in the local community knowing that the operations on the oil rigs will recontinue what what do you think the response to that would be
1: i'm not sure i understand what you mean what, well, what is the response of our, what is the, the, the opposite, of our people if it continues
0: yes it, would there be any emotion over that if operations continue and there may be the risk of having another disaster like this on top of the one that we have
1: no i i don't i don't think that's the issue the the issue is is you know i mean quite honestly the the deep water drill or you know deep water drilling has been fairly safe for the last i want to say 41 years or something like that and this is one isolated incident now that does not mean though that uh you know the federal government is responsible for taking care of things that the normal people can't take care of and and inspecting and ensuring that those things are safe out there and then requiring businesses you know all these oil companies have great plans to drill the oil out of the water or out of the ground I'm not sure that they have the right and appropriate plans to f- to fix the, the oil if it doesn't come out like the way it's supposed to, as example of, of the deep horizon well. I mean, the, the, obviously they have plans for getting it out, but they don't have any plans for fixing the problem. Uh, one of the things that we have a different, unique perspective on is, I told you that Eglin Air Force Base is the largest base in the, in the free world. Understand that it's even larger out in the Gulf. The, the, the range over water range is... Probably a hundred and something square miles of of range, and that's billions of dollars of year uh in in the economy to, to the northwest portion of Florida so they we are absolutely opposed to any type of drilling in the military range in the gulf. The peripheral is is a separate issue we are In our belief, I believe in this county especially, we are too reliant on foreign oil. We ought to be be drilling on on onshore and in our own uh, protected waters and just make sure that we've got the plans to fix it if things go wrong.
0: Interestingly, you did say, and and Pat O'Brien, I will be back to you in one second, sir um interestingly commissioner you had indicated that a bp representative does reside in your area to negotiate with are they being actively supportive or are they uh rather in the dark about how this is going to pan out
1: they 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 are only here as window dressing um they they're playing lip service to us they'll give you a a canned response like well that's, that's very interesting. Uh, let me check on that and I'll get back with you. Unfortunately, they never get back to us. I mean, it's, he's there. I mean, he's, he's taking the hits, he's taking the shots, he's out front. But he, he has no authority and he has no power and all he is is, is window dressing.
0: Now, let me ask yeah. you, uh, let me ask you um, just one further question, if I may. What is the anticipated range now of the oil from your community
1: I believe it's in excess of twenty-five miles from us right now on the coast. It, it may be in a little closer, but the last time I heard, it was, it was pretty significantly out in, in the Gulf area.
0: Um, but, but you are anticipating that at some stage it will hit. Oh, it,
1: it, like I said, it will ebb and flow based on currents, wind, storms, and stuff like that. And there's a, good, there's a storm out in the Gulf right now, so you know it, it, everything's based on the tides. In fact, the, the day we found product on the beach, the two days we found product, uh, it was it was uh, uh, basically fixed because the tide went out and brought out the thing that was in the water near the beach, it brought it all out in the Gulf again
0: Um, Back to to you Pat O'Brien, this uh, correction material that they're using obviously in huge amounts uh, and this is also possibly uh, a response from, from Dr. Foreman. But, Pat, I- is this material uh, being used excessively? Is there really going to be a problem uh, in, in the the health risks for people in that area?
3: Most definitely. And, and a matter of fact, we have had um, other scientists on the air with us. I ask your listeners to go to previous shows that we've talked about this subject. And the Correxit product uses a surfactant is a base and uh, literally 100 percent of the surfactants have been bought by either BP Nelco Corporation that is nothing more than a sister corporation of BP and Exxon has bought up all of the product that could be used as an emulsifier if they took the next step uh, to be able to correct the problem but Commissioner Harris I'd like to ask you a a question Uh, you recently had a uh, in our conversation you had mentioned that uh, you had uh, an emergency management meeting, uh, and that there was a new attendee to that meeting. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit? I mean, yesterday's meeting with uh, Senator Nelson. No, uh, the meeting that you had that was emergency management, where you had a representative of the
1: uh, Army with you. No, I, it was I. I didn't recall that one. The Coast Guard was with us, and BP was with us. I don't. I don't recall one okay. with the Army.
0: How is the Coast Guard uh, cooperating with you, Commissioner?
1: Now they're co- they're re- they're doing very well, and, and I'm sorry, Pat. I don't I don't recall that unless I misspoke okay. on something. I don't recall that that conversation.
3: Okay, no problem. Um, I guess what we're what we're looking at in uh, future programs is we are seeing a buildup in the military here in Florida that are um, acting purely as an advisor. Um, they're just kind of stepping back. Um, and with the idea, and again, we're we haven't cross-referenced this uh, yet, but we are getting closer to it. Uh, we have uh, two out of three that are showing that there is a military buildup in the state of Florida for the possibility of evacuation if this should go around the Florida loop. But we'll have more on that. David, if I can, I, I really need to connect the dots here just a little bit because to bring our listeners up to date,
0: we got I a think couple it's Really important. Go ahead.
3: Um, the one of the things that we know uh, for a fact, uh, and I've got cl- I've got to. Um, we had just started getting into this story. Uh, Glenn Beck um, of uh, Fox News had reported on a connection that we knew about, but we just couldn't. Again, with our limited news staff. I couldn't quite confirm, so I'm going to quote, uh, quote a little bit of what was on the Glenn Beck show, and he'll be covering this all um, during the week. Uh, so I, I strongly suggest that the listeners listen to this. And there's a, a new company uh, that has been formed called Petrobras. It's P E T R O B R A S. Now, what the Bras means is Brazil. It's, uh, it's Gas Brazil would be the translation. That, uh, little company was first invested heavily in by a fellow named George Soros. Anybody that's been following the news knows that George Soros was the money behind the Democratic Party in getting various people elected. He has, he has, uh, groups called Media Matters. He has groups called the Tides Foundation. He has the New World Order. Uh, is one of his groups, and he has total access to the Obama administration. Now, one of the plans was, up until this judge reversed the plan, is that we would stop offshore drilling. Some 29 rigs would be stopped dead in their tracks, and those, of course, are thousands of jobs that are connected to the oil industry to add insult to injury um, for what's going on in the Gulf Coast. Soros uh, formed this little corporation, and our own federal government has put in $2 billion. And again, I'm quoting out of the Glenn Beck's uh, show only because I have to at this point with a limited amount of research team that we have. But he reported on his program that $2 billion has gone into this little company called Petrobras. Now, if you take a look at uh, the connection, uh, you can go in further deeper to the Podestas. I know everybody has heard of John Podesta. John Podesta has a brother named Tony. Tony Podesta, ironically, happens to be the lobbyist, the key lobbyist for BP Corporation up on Capitol Hill. John Podesta also was the man that took the weight off from Obama by being able to uh, have the transition staff that are surrounding President Obama John Podesta was the man that put together that transition team for Obama, all made up of, uh, literally, uh, a solid group of left-wing people. Uh, that the connection uh, is yet to be made with um, the fact of why Obama wanted to stop the offshore drilling, saying that uh, 5,000 feet is much too much. However, this Brazilian company is going to be able to deep to go three times deeper in their offshore um, uh, 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 ventures. And not only that, are they going three times deeper than what happened at the deep water horizon that Obama says he's totally against. But our government's now invested in that program and in the fact that, that the business goes from uh, the um, uh, our own drilling Where we don't have to have a dependency on oil. It goes to a Brazilian form. And who gets rich out of that? Well... It happens to be George Soros. Look into it, people. This let is something me, um, that and, we're and, looking
0: into. And let me break in there. You know that the, there are a lot of complications with this, Commissioner. There's a lot of complications in the private sector as well as the uh, the, the federal government. Is this going to drive people in your community even more to just take action on their, their, their own, to, to look after these shores, to look after the marine life?
1: Well, here's what I feel, and this is, this is the perspective that I have on it. Nobody can protect your home better than you. And if you have a home or a house or an apartment, if you live there, who's going to protect it better, better, than, better than you yourself? And, and I believe, that we are, like I said earlier, we're a self-reliant group of folks here in this county, all 200,000 of us, whatever the perspective politically you are, and I believe that they'll take it upon themselves to do whatever it takes to protect themselves. I will, and I know everybody else will.
0: Uh, Dr. Foreman, what uh, should the uh, community uh, like this be looking out for? Uh, they, what, what should they be concerned about at this stage, just uh, alerting them as to the risks?
2: Well, I'd have them look out for unusual rashes and unusual symptoms that are that are foreign to them, such as you take a relatively healthy person who spends some time at the beach or gets caught in a big rainstorm. They have unusual rashes, they feel nauseous, they're vomiting, they're having urinary problems or other types of symptoms. That's what I look out for. I would have them get to their physician very quickly.
0: Now, if a hurricane does come in, and I'm guessing that it's a given... And in your area, Commissioner, I guess they're regular or at least heavy storms. Uh, For you, Dr. Foreman, what will that do for the oil on the surface and what will it do for any chemicals that are being used? Will, Will it take it airborne into inland areas or will it be simply confined to the coastland areas?
2: I would assume that as far as the hurricane, once it hits land, if it were to, you know, the eye were to continue to cut across, you know, say, you know, the, the main of Florida, it would follow all along there. Now, I'm not a, a weather person, so I can't tell you for certain, but I imagine most of the chemicals and the oil on the surface would be most at risk for getting to uh, getting to the, to the shoreline.
0: And for you, Commissioner, in your area, how would you alert? I know that many people on the West Coast are really not watching this too far away, possibly to be that involved or wish to be involved. What would you say to them? Um, How would you arm them with information and, and ask for their support to rally behind all of these communities and to participate?
1: Well, we've already put that call out to a lot of folks, but we are very fortunate in this county. We've got some forward-thinking folks. We have a great webpage that has access to all the different things that come out about how to protect yourselves, and and we also have a a 311 where you can dial up and and get information about the local area and all the different particular things. We also have a kind of a a disaster warning service that if there's storms or other type of disasters, we, we can... Based, if you sign up for it for free, you can. You can. It will call you at no matter what time or day, and and warn you of the particular impending problem, storm, weather, whatever the case may be. I think, I think the people of the United States. What I'm doing right now, and that's I've I've had many interviews, is letting people know. First of all, that we're open for business, but secondly, that we are we are here to. We're going to take care of business down here, and we hope that you come help us in any way you can if you if you have a mind to
0: are your are your communities open still for tourism is it is it safe at the moment to Absolutely. visit
1: the area there was a short period of time where the health department uh, uh gave us a warning on on the waters but our waters have been uh are now clear and uh, we have tourism here uh like i said we're on it we're down but we're not out
0: and what about you pat o'brien over on that side of florida is it uh, impacting the economy there
3: Well, it's impacting the economy of all of uh, Florida in the fact that uh, tourism is, in the number that I have, is about 54% off. Um, That's the whole state. Uh, They have to go through um, Commissioner Harris's town, basically, to get into the rest of Florida. And they're not going there. That means they're not coming here either. The only thing that Universal Studios has going is a new uh, Harry Potter exhibit but frankly the beaches are uh, empty I'm seeing news reports all across the state of Florida that our beaches are empty which means our hotels uh, there's some great bargains down here folks right now Amen. if you want to come on down if you've always wanted to go to Florida uh, there are some great bargains to be had and uh, that's the fact right now i I've been I was on the highway uh, Went into Orlando and drove by the tourist area, uh, specifically to find what the traffic was like. Uh, it's way down. Uh, you can get anywhere in Orlando, uh, so quickly where normally it's bumper to bumper traffic. One thing too that I want to bring up, um, if you're waiting for, uh, Governor Charlie Chris to help us out, uh, Governor Chris, uh, was just with Senator Nelson last week. You all saw photographs, uh, with a he took twenty five million dollars of the money that was supposed to go to defending our beaches and put it into tourism dollars, all twenty five million of it. Uh he's running for senator and he is not a Republican anymore. He switched to an independent, which means that uh he knew he was gonna get by Marco Rubio, uh he was gonna get beat by him, uh so he switched parties to have a better chance and literally split the Republican Party down the middle with the chance he might get elected. He's in a campaign mode. He's not into saving his uh, states mode. I'm going to also, I know for a fact, as we are speaking, that Governor or Senator Nelson's people uh, are listening to this program. Why do I know? I just got off the phone with them prior to the program, and I know they're listening. I would ask Senator Nelson to distance himself from the Obama administration, and be a stand-up guy out of one man that's in the planet. And I, I expressed this to the Nelson Group. Uh, I, I said to him, look, we're losing our state. He isn't going to have a state to be senator of if in fact we don't get this problem corrected. He needs to go to the EPA and BP and get them out of our way, so that people like Commissioner Harris and put their own plan in action and be able to save the state of Florida. Mike Huckabee, on his program over the weekend, and I was with um, Mike Huckabee, Governor Mike Huckabee, uh, Wednesday of this past week. Uh, I went to him and I, I, I said, what what are they doing? You know, And, and again, um, Huckabee told me some things that I can't say on the air because I, I don't want to. But let's put it this way. Many of the networks are beholding to the Obama administration and the BP because of the solid advertising dollars that are being put out so that people like Tony Hayward can go out and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And now they've got one of their own people that's, uh, since Hayward has been re- uh, replaced by his duties overseeing the Gulf, uh, they have just an employee on saying, we're trying to do everything we can to help you. Okay, this is all baloney.
0: Let if me I, come in it, there. There is
3: money that is being paid out by a large public relations firm uh, to keep that message there that the networks don't want to lose.
0: Let me come so in there if I may. If you're looking if for your
3: information, come here first. We'll tell it like it is.
0: Let me come in there if I may. Commissioner, is this uh, the, the, good, the good conclusion that may come out of this, if anything else, that it may change the political scene? Uh, could it uh, stir up the parties enough to to reorganize this and put a fresh approach out there
1: i certainly hope so i, I believe it it can be I, I hate to unfortunately i hate to use this disaster as a, as a political uh picture if you will because it's it's really it cuts across all political lines here it just not affecting just Republicans or just Democrats or independents. It's affecting everybody uh, along the Gulf Coast right now, all the way down into it, including the Keys. If it gets down there, that's part of the reason why the problem is. And and, and, and I suspect because of what I said earlier about, you know, somebody get some leadership somewhere, do something. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, kind of a, a, a believer in the old patent theory of lead, follow, or get the heck. I usually would say hell, but I can't say that on the on the like that. You can't
3: say hello but, on the radio, please. No, you Stop can't say
1: it. But anyway, I, that's, that's what we need to do. And, and if that's what it takes to, to get some leadership in office, and, and personally speaking, I'm a Republican and I live in a, a predominantly 80% Republican community. I don't care. Just let's get somebody up there somewhere that's going to take hold of, the, hold of the, bull, the bull's horns and do something with it. That's, that's the, the frustration we have.
0: At the present level of funding that you have, Commissioner, what can you achieve well, in the short term?
1: Well, we got about one month of reserve.
0: And that will accomplish uh, the, will that keep the oil out of these bays? Will that keep, if, keep the oil away from If we get assaulted
1: by any st- significant strength, we feel very strongly with the plan that we had. And, oh, by the way, uh, it, that plan that we had, we created two weeks after after the initial oil spill, but it was so cut up and chopped up. By, by state and federal agencies and dp and coast guard and uh, bp and everybody else that it was it was basically neutered down to a, a a couple booms out in our past and we just finally got fed up with all the stuff and said we're going to institute our own plan and that's that's what pro- prompted us to to make the decision if it was, you know, we're if we have to go to, if we have to go to jail to do it, then we're going to do it because we're going to do whatever it takes to to protect our our waterways.
0: Do you but feel that that, plan that could that happen? And we have,
1: I'm very confident in it. We can stop probably nine, eight, 80 to 90 percent, if not more. Now, that's a fluid plan, and no pun intended. It will will add and subtract as we need to do things. It's a series of redundancies, barges, nets, skimmers, air air and air wall. Uh, more booms, uh, uh, different, you know, uh, slip nets and booms, and then booming in the exterior or the northern portion of the pass to to whatever. We're we're going to filter down, if you will, every possible opportunities and use skimmers when we can to, to clean up whatever we have available. To us. And Doctor
0: Doctor Foreman, let me Mr. let me Mr. just ask one thing, Pat, and then I'll bring you sure. back in, Doctor Foreman. Advice, please, uh, for the commissioner, for these uh, heroes who are going out there to do this as the oil uh, approaches closer to the coastline. What would your advice be to the to these uh, to these people to take care of themselves?
2: Be as careful as possible. Use protective clothing. Um, you know, by virtue of the fact that this is really just unprecedented, the amount of Corexit, the amount of oil that everyone's being exposed to. I just hope that there is uh, sufficient medical care available to these. Um, so yeah, they are heroes.
0: And uh, Pat O'Brien, I'm sorry to interrupt there. We've got about okay. uh, one minute left for you, sir.
3: Commissioner Harris, if we were to get a Category uh, 2 hurricane come up um, uh, close to the uh, the coast of you, what do you think the outcome would be?
1: Well, I'll, I'll bet are off then because if it comes up towards alabama because you you know you know the turn the the winds turn to the uh, the counterclockwise that would bring everything onto our beaches if it comes up here we can't put out booms, we can't put people out there, we can't put barges out there, we can't do anything. Basically, we're at the mercy of the storm, and then, like I said, all bets are off. All that stuff that we're trying to protect, our waterways, our beaches, our homes, it's there, and, and there's no way we can stop it. That's the scary part of this whole process.
0: Commissioner,
3: David, are you... I want to add one quick thing, David, and I'll do it quickly. Very quick, please. Uh, listen, we have a newsroom of two and a half people, and we've been able to uncover this. Uh, if you're looking to help and you're a CEO of a corporation, um, there's sponsorships available for David Show. We need to increase our news staff. Uh, please get in contact with David and say you want to help out. Um, we uh, we need to help to uncover this news first, and we are uncovering it. We are going to connect even more dots that we can't say right now that we know uh, how serious this problem is. They're trying to bring down the economy of the government. I think we've uh, uh, shown that pretty much on this show. If you want a voice out there that will speak up, please, as a CEO, just contact us and we'll tell you how you can help.
0: Pat O'Brien, I I so appreciate that. Commissioner, do you think that the actions that you are taking to save your communities will spread uh, down the, uh, the different communities along the Florida West Coast?
1: Uh, I can only hope I was asked that question before. And if, unfortunately, if that's what it takes to get get people to do what's got to be done, then you got to take matters in your own hand. This country was formed on taking matters into your own hand. I don't think the state, any state or county or city, is going to. You know that's that's the culture of the United States, and I hope that doesn't go away.
0: If you do get any opposition, either from the Coast Guard or from the federal authorities, uh, what will have to happen then? Do you think?
1: Well, you know, if 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 we're forced to break federal law to protect my, my people, then I think you know what the outcome is on it. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case, but if if we're forced to break federal law to protect the people of our county and the bay and and all the things that that we derive from that, then we'll do that and we'll whatever it takes. And, and I know all five of the commissioners that I chair all feel the same way. We we, we may all disagree on different political aspects, but I'll guarantee you. They will all stand in line ready to protect that. That's why we gave. That's why we gave our public safety director the permission to do that. That way, he isn't. He isn't bound by what the what the federal government requires. He's bound by us. He works for us.
3: And most most people don't know, but the sheriffs in the community have a right to do the same thing. In every county, they are the ones that call the shot, not the federal government. And if the sheriffs would stand up and give the authority to commissions, like they could do. Uh, We could help save our beaches, but worst-case scenario, would just like you heard, a Category 2 only hurricane uh, will take those booms out of the way, and that beach will be filled with oil nets all the way up and down the coastline of Florida and all through the Gulf Coast. Just a Category 2.
0: I think that this program has illustrated the... High emotions and the passion uh, for your communities, um, uh, Doctor Foreman. I'm going to finish up with you, if I may, sir. Um, final thoughts on this, from your perspective. Uh, what do you think that we can see occurring in the next uh, two or three weeks?
2: Honestly, I don't know. I'm hoping that um, that this doesn't get into our ecosystem and the food chain, which we could potentially be very dangerous. This is, you know, unforeseen. We don't know when people say, Do you, is there too much Corexit? Is there too much oil? Is this is excessive? We don't even know the answers to that. So I think that we always have to have our eyes open and our ears open uh, for patients coming up, you know, younger people with health problems that we don't expect. I'm concerned for these people. And I'll, I'll keep my eyes open and my ears open as well.
0: Commissioner, are there any uh, specialists that you require in your area at the moment that you really need? If they were prepared to uh, step up here to to support you,
1: well, that I'm aware of, not right now. We've got we we uh, we hired some great engineers. We hired uh, coastal engineering, and 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 they're very very familiar with what's going on here. We've got you understand a little bit more about our county. Um, with Eglin Air Force Base here, that's the home of Air Armament Center, which is the people that are the scientists that and engineers that create all of the smart weapons that our federal government has at their at their uh hands and we've got probably some of the smartest people in the world right here in this county. So I suspect with 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 the people that we've hired and the, and the people that we have in our county we, we can fend off. But you know what? We're willing to take any help we can get down here. We're if, if somebody's got a great idea, we're looking at everything, and we're looking at all the help we can get, and if a great idea comes in, we'll, we'll, we'll jump on it. Uh, i got a great
2: th- idea. Why don't I take a vacation over July 4th weekend and bring my family?
1: Why don't you do that? And come on, visit me, please.
0: If uh, you do have to look at reorganizing uh, people's lifestyles and work, uh, what would you do with that, Commissioner? If they did have to rely less on the sea and look at other, other things, what do you think that they could do for a while?
1: Well, I'm a, I'm a big believer in not putting your, all your eggs in one basket. One of my other jobs is I'm the director of the chamber of commerce up in the north part of the county, of, of in the area of Crestview. And what I've tried to do is diversify my economy with with education, with the, the base. Uh, we don't re- we're not relying on tourism so much. We have a lot of our service uh, providers, or service helpers, live in my area, and then and they travel down to the the coast. I, I think you know, I, Florida notoriously. And and I, I believe this with all my heart has for many many years figured that the only business or it, uh, thing that's important to the state of Florida is is tourism. And, and unfortunately, as we see how, how how tenacious or tenuous I should say, how sensitive it is, tourism can't be the number one perspective. You got to look at building your business base based on everything that's available to you. And I, I I would like to see the state of Florida get more business friendly in every respect. And it, whether it be industry of some kind, manufacturing, uh, uh, military more, or, or education more, something other than reliant, being so reliant on one industry, that's putting your eggs in one basket, and that's a dangerous as we all know. It's been
0: and my mother's mother, mother told me you, that years ago. If you did uh, have a message at this stage for the federal government, uh, what would the message be uh, in forms of, uh, of asking for help here, asking for unity?
1: Let us fix our own problems stay the heck out of our business.
0: Pat O'Brien, over in your neck of the woods, uh, I do thank you for being on the program today. Um, You've got about uh, 10 seconds to make a final statement here, Pat, if you've got anything further to add.
3: Well, I do have one, and that, again, is Senator Nelson, call me. You've got the number. It's time to get them out of the way, the government, BP out of the way, and let the hundreds of people that have solutions come into the Gulf and stop up the soil. And frankly, i got to tell you, David, uh, there are hundreds of solutions, and those solutions can't hurt the Gulf any more than what has already been done to it.
0: Pat O'Brien, thank you. Uh, Commissioner uh, Wayne Harris, I thank you for being with us today. Uh, really very heroic um, in, in what you're doing. I see your passion and uh, your commitment to your part of the world, and I, I celebrate that, and I do hope that our listeners follow you as closely as I will.
1: Thank you, sir, and, and I have to say the heroes are the ones that are out there doing the job, basically boots on the ground. And I have to, I have to also give, unfortunately, a shout out to, to Bobby Jindal and the folks over in Louisiana that are, that are, if we're as bad as we are, there are even a hundred maybe a thousand times worse, And my heart, my prayers go out to those folks over there. Bobby Jindal for
3: President.
0: And uh, Dr. Foreman, uh, thank you, sir, for being with us today. I know that you're going to be very active in uh, supporting this and doing your very best to make sure that people are protected. Thank you. And to everybody in that area, I also send um, uh, my thanks. And uh, we know how important uh, Florida is. We know how important... Everywhere is in this world, and uh, from everybody on the team here, we do send you our best, and we will be uh, supporting you with everything we have, moving into the future. Uh, Wayne Harris, uh, Dr. Seth Foreman, Pat O'Brien, thank you for being with us today, and to our listeners, I hope that you have uh, gained a lot more information about this this disaster and the area uh, in which it has occurred, and these wonderful people who are supporting this making a future for our children. If you need information on this and any other program in the series, you can visit uh, davidgibbons.org. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. David Gibbons in Discussion welcomes listeners' comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org.